What's up, everybody? It's Magic. Welcome back to the second episode of Mommy's Little Traders. <laughs> this is the name we've yeah. yeah, got a name. Mostly due to our youth and inexperience. <laughs> so today is we're recording this on father's day so i almost regret not calling this daddy's little traders <laughs> oh, so i like to wish a happy father's day to all the fathers that have birthed their children into the world that are listening to us thank you for tuning in so i love you dad this is our second episode all it took was one nut now we're here <laughs> i'd like to give a shout out to george clooney uh and that's it <laughs> He makes great movies, man. That's one of my favorite fathers. Mm. He really is a daddy, though, for real. Absolutely. So, Magic, what do you got for us today? All right. So, today we're going to talk a little bit about personal finance. A very fun topic. But also, we're going to have to relate into trading and how we decide to fund our accounts and whatnot. As mommy's little traders, we are on a budget You're right. of how much we can trade with. But there are advantages of being mommy's little trader because you have less expenses. And that's kind of what I want to get into today. So I'm just dropping this on them right now. And also, I forgot about this, but okay, so Alec and Sean aren't with us today, but we are joined by a new face, Drake. Hello, Drake, hello. introduce yourself to the audience. Oh man, what can I say? I'm a newish trader. I want to say I'm in the first year of my journey so far. But um, so far, so good. I'm learning a lot of shit about the market, and it's definitely some stuff I can use down long term. But hopefully, I'm an, on the uh, on the journey to financial stability and financial independence with that. What, what do you usually trade? Options? Sure. Stocks? What do you usually trade? Yeah, so I'm basically started with options i've been with magic here for probably three or four discords but yeah options <laughs> are my main go-to <laughs> okay so he mentioned multiple discords i want alec here for when we talk about that so we'll save that for another episode <laughs> that's too much to fit in just to, into one podcast for sure yeah you're right about that so for us, join the server Magic Trading. Link in the description. If you're listening on Spotify, just follow me on Twitter at Magic Trading. You'll find us. You can talk to us. Have a good time. Learn how to trade with us. You can steal all of our and plays that we give out for free. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Go steal it. Start your own service. Charge thirty dollars a month. <laughs> Actually, just charge sixty a month. You completely, completely there. leech off of us and never learn anything, and then blame us for when we give you a play that goes wrong. Yep. That's what you That's get in a free Discord. Exactly. That you are exactly correct. But still, manage to get that financial freedom for off sure. of all your subs. <laughs> Being a furu, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> that is our that is our job is to be the the furu. All right, so what a on this question, I guess you were asking like how we funded our accounts at least starting out. Yeah. All right. Well, like how how did you decide how much you wanted to put in? Okay, I guess I can go first. Uh, so I started in March of last year. Uh, actually, it was closer to April, and I sat down and I was like, okay, what is a 
amount of money I am willing like to lose in its entirety, like if everything just goes tits up. And I sat down and somehow I came up with about like seven hundred and fifty dollars, I think is what I wanted to start with. Because I had I had enough money to pay for uh, college tuition, my housing, everything else. And so I was like, okay, here's like a decent amount of money I can start with. So I started with that and I kind of ran with it. And now that I'm taking a second to start a smaller account just to learn better trading habits, I decided to fund it with a bit of the money that I had from, from my main portfolio. Uh, you know, I didn't blow up my entire portfolio and start this. So I took about a grand out of that portfolio, moved it into this new one, and I'm kind of learning how to trade from there. And I've decided that I'm going to put about 10% of every paycheck into this uh, into this uh, trading account, which isn't a lot, but it's enough to help give it that extra nudge it needs to like regrow. So. For me, most of my funding for my accounts have really just came from work and just kind of figuring out what's what's an amount of money that I can spend or lose and like not, you know, put myself in any sort of like financial troubles with. So a small amount uh, kind of adds up over the while. So that's kind of how I fund mine. All right, and so to follow up, as a as one of mommy's little traders. How are your expenses looking? Like, do you have a lot of expenses? Could you afford to put in more if you really wanted to? I think, yeah, I could absolutely afford to put in more than I already do. Like, I could get stupidly aggressive with the amount of money that I would want to put into account. But just with college and other things, and you never know, like, there's always surprise expenses. So I have, like, a little emergency fund on the side and stuff like that. Uh, I just kind of keep with the same amount that I'm comfortable with. My expenses aren't anything crazy because over the summer I shamelessly live with my parents because, you know, I'm I'm 20 years old. It It's okay to live with your parents over the summer because for some reason I've seen this weird, like, mentality where it's, like, a movement where it's like, oh, it's the summer, you know, I'm off to college. I don't need – I shouldn't live with my parents. I should go live with, like, my friends and pay, like, ridiculous amount of rent work a minimum wage job part-time and then you know pay for food like all this other stuff like go out to eat like all this stuff like there's a lot of added expenses that I've seen a lot of younger people start to take on just in a I guess a quest I'm gonna call it a quest for financial what makes them feel financially independent or just independent because I understand not a lot of people like it's not like cool to live with your parents, but at my age, it's okay for me too. So, my expenses sure. aren't anything crazy. So, with those people going to college too, they don't really understand what it really means to live alone. I feel like they have like the, um, I guess like the kind of they want to kind of have that independence from their parents, but until it really hits and you see all the finances pile up and you have bills and all that, they don't really understand how nice it is to kind of have that privilege to come back and live with your parents especially if it's even for just like a summer Mm -hmm. absolutely and then there's some people who obviously can't and there are ways to like kind of help reduce your expenses obviously having like a roommate or maybe even like down like having just a fairly cheap apartment maybe working a few hours so there's definitely sacrifices to be made you know no matter what your position is but for me i'm willing to kind of sacrifice a bit of independence or a sense of independence 
to live with my parents and have a roof over my head that I don't have to pay for. Yeah, and I mean, it's also for a summer, too, so it's not like... Yeah, it's, it's not like it's the entire year. It's just like a yeah, summer. Yeah, I'm not bumming so it's off not... of them. Well, kind yeah. of. I guess I kind of... I mean, kids, okay. kids are bumming off of their parents no matter what you <laughs> think. Oh, boy. What's... Y'all are gonna love what I have to say, but first... <laughs> but we're gonna go to Sam next. <laughs> okay, so I... I am kind of like Harrison... I live with my parents like during the summer and then live in college during, you know, the spring and the fall. But since I'm an engineer, uh, usually engineers find internships during the summer. So for example, this summer I'm living in South Carolina interning with a company and, you know, I usually live in South Florida. So I had to find an Airbnb and I'm living by myself and I'm paying for it all uh, based off, you know, the, the income that I get from working the internship. So, um, generally like I, I pay for most of my expenses using financial aids or scholarships that I get from college or like, uh, checks that I've saved from work. And my parents, usually the only thing they pay for is the rent of my apartment, which can be the most expensive thing, but I pay for food, gas, any like extra expenses going out. You know, I have uh, like just any plans with friends or with my girlfriend, like I pay for that. And um, as like when it comes to funding my account, I usually, what I usually do with like when I get a check is that, you know, I, I try and save around 40% of that. So 40% of it, sometimes I split between like, I think 30% goes into like stocks and a an account that is just stocks that I buy and I don't touch. 10% stays in a savings account that I'm trying to hold long-term or something like that. And when I funded my options account, that was exactly what like Harrison like thought about too. I thought, what can I afford to lose? And I put in $500 and I lost it all. And I was like, okay, like what else can I afford to lose? And I put in a, another $500 and then I put in another $500 and it kind of added to like an extra, like, you know, overall I put in like 1.5 K and I've never quite had to fund that options account anymore because it just like funded itself from the ones that I had. Uh, even though I've lost a lot of money, uh, it just kind of funds itself and it never really lost um, all the money in it. I never blew it up again. So I've actually taken a lot of money out because I've had wins and I don't like to trade with anything over $2,000 when it comes to options. You know, I could transfer it back to my savings or I can transfer it to that long-term account where I just hold stocks. But when it comes to options, I hate to trade with anything more than $2,000 because I can't stomach the loss and also like a lot of money messes with my head. So that's that's how I found like fund my accounts. When I get a when I get a check, I usually take twenty five percent of it, put it into long term stocks stocks. I just buy Apple, Nvidia, Facebook, you know, stuff like that. And I just leave it. I don't touch it because I almost think of it as like a, a savings account that keeps growing. Uh and like inherently 
stocks have risk so everyone says like oh stocks only go up but like in five years a stock could go down like apple could go down nvidia could go down facebook could go down but i think if you hold it it's just going to be like a savings account that just gives you more and more money so i think of it as saving and that's kind of what i how i fund my stock and options account yeah if that makes sense yeah it makes sense mm-hmm. yeah it makes total sense it's like it's like very much just a plan for your whole personal finance. Like you're going to save this percentage, use this percentage for expenses and pretty much the normal plan. And that's like the way you have to do it. And my situation is totally different from y'all. So, but I want to hear from Drake first. Okay. And so Definitely. Drake, tell us about your situation. Sure. So I think I, I'm going to take a shot out here. I don't think any of you guys are not in college. Is that right? I'm not. I'm oh, not. You're not either? Okay, okay. So me and you are basically the only ones. Right now I am not in college. I have a full-time job at a retailer. I won't disclose that by uh, by name, but um, basically all my income for right now comes from my paychecks. But I want to say... As of right now, I've been messing around kind of with my like 401ks and like all my, you know, benefits as far as through my paycheck goes. So around like 15% of my paycheck goes into those, which are like long-term retirement kind of stuff. Around 25-30% goes into my savings. And then there's that good chunk there that I just usually stuff away into my checking. But I mean, at this point in time, my savings account is in a good spot to where, you know, if you have one of those situations where you need to pull some change out of there I feel more than comfortable with like being able to do that um, but for the time being I just opened up that new account but um, roughly anywhere from probably 150 to 200 dollars I can add per paycheck I get paid bi-weekly so I'd say for right now I'm in a pretty good spot financially to be able to fund a uh, trading account and just kind of mess around and see what works personally for me but definitely being able to kind of not have to have that worry over my head of being you know paying for tuition or paying for rent because as of right now I've been living with my parents just until I can find a spot to live with my homeboy but that will be coming up here in the next week or so so that'll be something too I have to kind of incorporate into the mix just as far as my you know um like wages go and how I need to split all that stuff up but as of right now I'm sitting pretty comfortably in like being able to make those decisions and you know find my way through how much I can spend on whatnot yeah right that sounds good that definitely adds to expenses for sure yeah like the whole moving out thing like I mean living at college or or in Sam's case, that's like one thing, but like once you officially make that move out, then it's like it becomes like your everyday deal. Like when you go home, then you don't have to worry about it. But yeah. like once we finally leave the nest, which I mean, everybody at some point in time needs to. It's it's a great you know start forward into developing into like your own self and kind of seeing how you're going to grow in the next couple of years because it's you know it's a it's a wonderful thing but you got to make sure not to take advantage of it at the same time exactly and so or you don't want to jump the gun 
And so I guess that's kind of my situation. So I am graduated from college. I have two degrees. I still live at home with my parents. I never went to, I never lived on campus. I've lived at home ever since I was born, basically. No. That didn't mean I, to come across as like, oh, you're a loser. I just <laughs> meant. <laughs> well, so I didn't even come up with the name for this podcast. It was Harrison's idea, and it, I felt like it fit me, sadly. <laughs> so we're going, we're going full disclosure here. So the best thing about this is that I don't pay like any bills the only the only expenses i have are any time i decide to go out to eat on my own or with friends or if i decide to like what have i done i pay for my own gas i pay the car insurance i don't really pay anything else so that all tolls up to like i don't know it's like 10 percent of what I make. I have a full-time job. Oh, shoot. So I've been funding my options account with like 60% of what I make. That's hot. And I, it's Holy. That's a lot. <laughs> have you bur- have you burned through it or have you like actually <laughs> like No, I'm in the green. Okay. okay. I'm in the green. <laughs> if I lost money, I don't even I don't think I'd be doing this podcast. <laughs> I probably would have just uh walked away in shame. And right then I'd the really sunset. be stuck. Yeah, I'd really be stuck living at home if that was the case. Yeah, you'd be mommy's little failure. You'd be mommy's little basement <laughs> dweller. <laughs> Mom, no. I lost all my money in Tesla call options. <laughs> oh, they were man. 30% out of the money. I thought it was going to moon. <laughs> yeah, I would have to be very careful. But I pulled out. I pulled out. 33% of my account back into my bank. And so, like, just the rest of the money I don't spend is literally just sitting in my bank account. So nice. I'll have the inflation bros <laughs> scold me about <laughs> holding cash, but I'm also a gay bear. I don't want to buy stock. Oh, uh, man. Get a load of this guy. Me? Get a load of this guy. Yeah. You're not buying altcoins? <laughs> You're not buying? Actually, I am. <laughs> You don't want that ass I have, coin. I have milf that coin. Chain. That's my old cum rocket. You're not buying cum rocket at the top, man. What a loser. Cum rocket, brother. Yes, if you're not, this is why you, you're against us. That's yeah, this is why you still live at home, magic. Rocket. How can you not? How can you not buy that? <laughs> it's got a funny name. Come on, man. Come. But, yeah. but the community. Gosh. But yeah. What about that's the cum my, community? That's my deal. <laughs> <laughs> I am the embodiment. Of mommy's little trader, you really but are. The whole goal here is to make enough profit, and I've been looking at property. I'm trying to move out, trying to move out with a friend. So, mm-hmm. but I don't want to rent because I want to get into this. Renting is just like, it's just a money pit. You're you throwing don't get your money away. Equity. Yeah, and like I don't want to rent an apartment. That would put me farther off from being able to own property. Are you going to be? And is that something that you are looking forward to, like in the future, owning property? Yes, and I want to own more than just one property. I want to own rental properties. For sure. And so I'm in that same boat. Anything I could do to get to that sooner 
would be better and renting an apartment just would not be the smart move to get into that point sooner so i'm trying to get a down payment very nice and it's looking like i'll probably be at home barring any crazy trade i make till the end of 2022 at the latest if if i'm still at home past 2022 then i have a problem (laughs) and so question because i have to get out i have to get out of here (laughs) yeah what's what's you got uh do you uh this is just kind of like an off topic question the job that you work at does that like relate to your major at all or is it just like just like uh oh it does it does you get a degree in gender studies (laughs) if i had that degree it wouldn't relate to my major if i had a degree in gender studies i'd be working the drive-thru at mcdonald's (laughs) but taking shots I got, I got an accounting and finance degree, and yeah, I do taxes. So, I got the job for my, for my major, hmm. or one of the many jobs I could have got. Aren't you a tax accountant, right? Yes. So you that are. Means that when I come to you and show you my bajillion dollar gains um, from my altcoins, uh, and I ask you <laughs> if I can somehow send it overseas, uh, are you gonna help me? <laughs> I'm just a staff. I can't help you with that. You have to go to the man. You have to go to the higher up. Oh, you point man. him to the right person. <laughs> I could point you in the direction, some, but I'm not. Excuse me, sir. I'm not giving uh, advice. There's some guy here who made a million dollars off of Cum Rocket. Um, I don't know how to file this. <laughs> some like 16 year old kid <laughs> that like lied about his age to make it an account. He goes in there with his mom. <laughs> <laughs> the mom is completely oblivious of how they made money. The custodial. The mom, custodial. I made a, a bajillion dollars off a of cum rocket. <laughs> off <Imagine>. a what? <laughs> cum rocket. Um, the disappointment on the mother's say? face. Cum rocket. Yeah. I mean, oh. there's uh. a there's a twenty year old that I know in a different. Uh, discord over in the atlas discord he uh he's a millionaire just off of crypto alone like pure millionaire he used to already talked about like retiring i was like what that's insane i was like 20 years old you plan on retiring that's yeah like i've never understood the people that say that you know you have a million dollars at age 20 in my mind you can't retire like that's not an option. That's not enough. When yeah. You're at 20 years old, like there's so you much could, stuff you could still do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you could just throw it all into dividends and make no, like no. a you solid. Throw all of it into PDT. Huh? Average American. <laughs> you could make the salary not the of an average shit. American and never have to work. Not the boomers. You could do Get that. Get that boomer shit out of here. <laughs> you know what you really. But like retiring in my mind is just not working for someone else like if i quit my job and i'm just living off of rental income trading income like if i'm just a trader i'd probably just consider myself retired and that's a dream too like if the day that i don't need to work for somebody else in order to like have financial stability that's the day i can finally i think at least see myself as making it in that term uh-huh yeah. I think, that makes sense. You that don't makes sense. Be 65 years old when you're doing that. Yeah. I don't want to be 65 like, years old working here. for somebody else. Like let's just say that. 
at that point in time, I'd like to have my shit figured out. Yeah, no disrespect to the people who do it. <laughs> no, not at all. a different path in life. But we all came together under the same goal of that financial stability and independence. And we're all working together to reach that goal. Yeah, the... So... Here, the most important part about if you're really wanting to make trading or any other sort of, like, in other income that you can earn on your own time you you have to surround yourself with people who are in that same mindset you have Absolutely. to it's so important like i tell people i talk to people about trading a lot and they're always like that's not like they always tell me it's not sustainable it's not possible it's not safe like my parent like even, you're gonna lose all your money like even my parents they don't understand i talked to my dad about it he kind of he kind of gets it and my mom wanted me to be a doctor uh and i went to started out as a pre-med major and then switched over to finance really the only reason i switched over to finance was so it would take up less time so i could dedicate more time to kind of learn the trade like learn how to trade understand markets understand economics a bit more and just have more free time to work on stuff on the side and then obviously if when i do get the degree if I like really need to take a job, if I haven't figured it out by then, I'll ha- I'll be able to like get a job in finance, which I would be okay with. Yeah, and like finance ties in with this, so it's like totally for sure. It's just like if you're passionate about this, then get a job in a related field, like accounting and finance. Like me, I mean, I could always work in financial sort of position mm-hmm. institution uh well you know i wouldn't want to do that because then it kind of takes away from what you could do for yourself one of the yeah, big I banks guess. sell yourself to the devil work for morgan stanley there was uh mm, no. <laughs> no, no, no no i'll never work for morgan stanley sorry there was um there's one trader he talks about working a uh, like a full-time job while trading and he said, like, if you truly are passionate about, like, trading, and obviously you're a bit older, you know, may say maybe late, like, you're already out of college, et cetera, et cetera. If you really wanted something, just work. He said he worked as a bartender, like, at night, and it would give him time to trade during the day, do some research, other stuff, work the job, take money, like, a small portion of that money out of the job, put it back in, and so... I guess if you are really serious about this, it just comes down to making time and finding moments when you can trade or you can't trade or even when once you start getting proficient, putting yourself in a situation where you have more time to trade and focus on that. Yeah. I've actually always wanted to be a bartender. This is completely not related <laughs> to stocks at all, but I've always <laughs> wanted to be a bartender. They make a lot of money if you, like, you know, are good and, like, hit it big. It's not like it pays nice, even at like entry level at a rinky dinky bar. You know what would pay better than a bartender? A stripper? I mean, All I was going to say like you work in a gay bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can both get like tips and like get hit on, potentially like get some extra tips, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I agree. We're following you. We follow you. We follow you. That self esteem boost. Absolutely. <laughs> The girls don't tell me I'm cute. Let's get some guys. The homies do. <laughs> oh, man. 
All right. Uh, I kind of want to talk about a bit about this past trading week. Uh, how'd you guys do? I'll, I mean, I can start unless someone else wants to. Oh, we were thinking, we were, and you can start, but we were, me and Magic were thinking about doing, like, what's your, like, highlight a trade of the week, whether it's an, uh, a there win or a loss. Okay. Mm. We can highlight do that first. Uh, I'll go ahead and say what mine was. My big L this week was RSLS, which is a very, uh, very, very low float. Uh, it's an altcoin. Cap biotech company and they recently just had a merger and an ipo and so the chart really hasn't bottomed out and i know like volume was starting to pick up it was gaining more attention along some of the bigger like small cap servers so i think i bought in at about 680 and this is with the small account by the way and i put maybe i probably bought about 20 plus shares or so and what really killed me was I didn't respect my stop loss, and so I ended no. up being down about $56 or so, and at one point, mm. I was still holding it, and in the back of my mind, I was saying, okay, it's kind of like, it's consolidating here for a bit, surely it's gonna like get back up to like maybe 6 so I can cut it at a smaller loss, and obviously that wasn't the case, it went down... Uh, even more, I don't remember what I sold at, but I took a, about a $56 loss. And so that was my biggest learning lesson this week. I had a lot of successful scalps, a lot of uh, $9, $10 scalps. And so I've started to notice that my trading style is going to be just scalping when I can because I don't have a whole lot of time with my current job when trading. And that big L this week really, really taught me kind of what what the style of the account will be and just respecting the stop losses and that if in my mind what i enter in is a day trade and i start to consider a swing trade after it's down then that's time to cut yeah so you got to find what works like with your schedule if something prohibits that then just you kind of get that gut feeling that something won't go right mm -hmm. yeah i i definitely forced that trade and i i was up about 10 or 11 dollars at one point but I was like, okay, it's getting a lot more volume. It's getting a lot more hype. Surely it's going to go up a bit more. And with that mindset, obviously, didn't didn't end well. So that was a, my big loss uh, out of many, many successful base, base hits. With that, I was just trying to hit a home run uh, because of the extremely low float. And it had a lot of potential kind of like BTX, which ran from like 5 to like 80 within like a few days because it was like in a very similar like situation with the float and the same sector and everything else and so I, ju I just got hopium i didn't play the price action properly and so that was that was my uh little small recap but it was a really great week i'm glad i took that loss which is kind of a strange thing to say yeah that makes sense my 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 loss for the week it was a great week for me too i hit apple probably six to eight times scalping swinging i was up a lot off solely apple and i probably should not have traded on friday but i was like whatever let's trade i decided to trade nvidia to scalp nvidia and it was a beautiful beautiful entry i was looking i think it was you harrison actually no i think it was it was someone else posted that like the fib retracement level was at 766 
and that if NVIDIA broke it, it could go to 788. And I was really excited and I was like, okay, I can definitely do this. NVIDIA has been tearing, just mooning nonstop. I can hit this. And it tested 766 a couple times and I decided to scalp it once it broke. It did break. I bought two contracts in seconds. It was up, I was up $100. I cut it. And I was so happy. I was like, wow, this is the best, this is the best morning ever. I usually get greedy, but I did not. I cut it and I was really happy. I went to go check my account balance and it was still moving. And I was I was very, very confused. Why was my account balance moving by like $50 every second? I realized that instead of buying I mean, selling two more contracts. I mean, the the contracts that I had of NVIDIA, I bought two more. So I had four (laughs) at the money contracts for NVIDIA, which was like 40% of my account. And in less than 30 seconds, I was down $300 and I sold. (laughs) And it was so bad. It hurt. It really hurt. So I was down $300. And then it went to $780. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I sold and 15 minutes later, it was at $776. And I was like, well, I would have been up 200, but there was no way I was like holding for at the money in video contracts for, you know, a couple minutes. Like it was bad. It it even went down to like 759 before it went up to 774. I think I would have had a heart attack. So I just stomached the $300 loss and took it. So that kind of like destroyed my good week. But I mean, I'm excited to keep going this coming week. Oh yeah, no, this should be a this should be a great week. I mean, yeah. Last week we had the meeting with Powell, and then we had quad witching on Friday. So there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff going into the week. But but this week we can kind of just like chill back and have have a good week. I think. Drake, what was your uh, how how was your week? You had any big L's, big dubs? So this week I just kind of started back trading with a smaller account. Um, but I ended up green on the week. But an L I took was, I want to say I entered a Tesla scalp on Friday. And I was looking at the hourly chart instead of the five minute. Oof. When I was looking at the five minute, there was a probably a gap of like three, four or five dollars that I could have rid the level down. Or like ridden the level down. But um, I was looking at the hourly and I saw that in my eyes, it would have rejected off of a demand zone, and I exited my contract. No. But later on in the day, the put continued to go down like that five or six dollars. I sold early, still went green on it, but unfortunately, I didn't get max profit. Yeah. Eh, but that's all right. Not I mean, the worst. As you said, green yeah. is green. That's yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a learning ex- experiment too. That's a. I'm still kind of fidget around and see what works for me the best. That's kind of why I'm looking into volume price uh, analysis right now, uh, because it definitely helps you sh- recognize trends in volume and candles. Because that's like the whole psychology of it is understanding that with candles there has to be volume. I mean, if you have a yeah. regular like bike, like green candle, but like no volume that's a pretty big red flag already and i guess with that you know if you if i guess if you understood vpa a bit more same as me i'm still learning it like if we both did we could probably recognize a trend like that so this week 
win it. Uh, big thing I'm gonna try and focus on is learning some more VPA and understanding how these like trends ride on volume with candlesticks at the same time. Okay, and so speaking of volume, I feel like that's like my biggest weakness, and I also feel like that's my inability to be able to read volume is why I took my big L of last week. So Tuesday, I had a great okay, I had a great day Monday. I took a big W on Monday on Tesla. But then the next day, I pretty much gave it all back. So I started off with an L on Palantir, a Palantir scalp. It might have went up like a few cents over my level of entry. And then it just died. So I lost 100 on that. Then I got into Square. <laughs> so Square, it actually, I was up 10% at like one point. I think it was only for like a few seconds. That was actually in the green. But then I wasn't looking at the volume. I'm that's what that's like the only thing that I can really say that that was my mistake on because like I wanted to hold our measured potential on that was higher. But also another mistake I probably make is not having a stop loss or like a way to get out of the trade because I was trying to get out I was placing limit orders, and I wouldn't get filled because Square just dropped a couple dollars that fast. And I lost like 400 bucks on that trade, so it wiped out pretty much my entire gain from Tesla the other day. A lot of us, so, a lot of people got burned on Square on Tuesday. It was bad. Yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday wasn't a good day at all because everything, like, we hit our levels for entry, but then we just sort of got like, oh... Nice one dollar move, nice fifty yeah. cent move. Like nobody took profits on that. Yeah, Tuesday was we a bloody day for the server. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm excited, as I said. And then for the rest of the week, oh sorry, but for the rest of the week, I trade like an idiot. So I gotta get better for next mm-hmm. week. This week, I I feel great. I understand. I've took a bit of time to learn, read up, looked at my mistakes, recognize what my mistakes were. And where my wins truly were, which was finding more based out uh, small cap like news runners, because a lot of the time I wake up, I will wake up with either PR uh, releases because I wake up super early and the market's open, opens really early actually, and so there's news tends to come out pre-market, and you'll see a lot of these you know volume kicks in, boom, we're getting massive, massive green candles, skyrockets up. And then we'll start to see volume fade, and then you'll see some selling volume come in, and then the stock price will fade a bit, and it'll base around about half of those gains that it like gained pre-market. And so I think my strategy going into this week is playing either curl, like slight curls up. So since I'm just doing scalping on this account, I'm going to look for stocks that are starting to curl up. Uh, tend to find a solid risk to reward ratio whether I'm risking you know a 10 cent drop for like a 30% increase or something like that and kind of looking for spots where volume starts to pick up after consolidation so that's kind of how I'm gonna view this week for the small cap market when you when you talk about waking up in the morning early and looking at news you're talking about trading stock right before like 930 uh, yep uh, so since I'm central time, uh, I don't remember when the market opens, but I'm up at f- it's eight, 
eight thirty. Right? Well, that's like official, but like there's pre market, pre market, which opens right. super, yeah, like four a.m. or something. Hmm. Four a.m. And I'm up by uh, four forty-five each morning. So by the time I get clothed and I have like my breakfast, I'll be sitting in my truck at about five thirty-ish, uh, like mm-hmm. after getting like everything ready, and I'll start. I'll open up Discord. I'll see. Okay, like here's small cap news which ones have like started getting massive volume come in and you'll see a lot of small caps run pre-market fade have some intraday pops and then kind of fade or if they can hold their gains from after hours of that day like previously and then like they hold up their gains very well you can see those continue just to move so yeah when i wake up i wake up really early and i start getting all those news in and that's kind of how i see like what i want to play that day that makes sense. That makes sense. Hmm. For a lot of oh man, you know what? One, <laughs> whatever I was trading like specifically Tesla only. Oh man, you know what? Some of my like strategy, like my strategy for trading Tesla was. What? Gut within feeling. the yeah the gut feeling which <laughs> gut feeling I mean, bro? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I was making money. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie, I was making a good amount of money off of just gut feeling, and I remember wait. Your 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 Discord username used to be Melvin oh Capital, right? What? Yeah, it's just Melvin Capital. Oh, so you were making <laughs> bank off of Tesla, bro? <laughs> that was all off of gut feeling. <laughs> well, yes. Oh heck no, bro! I'm God. pissed. I was well. I was starting to realize that like there's so much like resistance on the upside, and so the the general idea was within the first hour, if it's green and it's attempting to hold those like green gains and you're starting to see like a lot of upper wicks on the five minute boom i'm buying puts and then i'm banking like 50 percent on the downside and then i oh, inverse man. that where it's like okay there's a lot of upside resistance but there's a lot of demand there's so much demand in this range from like 570 to like 600 like it's crazy and so what i do is i would if it inverse you know if it's bottom if it's starting to like bottom out and there's so many like lower wicks after like the first hour and it's red on the day i'm buying calls i'm buying the dip and some days if i did feel like it wasn't done really bottoming i gut feeling okay i'm buying puts or i'm buying calls on that and i don't know whether that's me understanding the personality of it or just getting extremely lucky but it worked if you're doing it consistently, I mean, you're obviously finding something that are extremely fucking lucky. Yeah, I think you you understood the personality. Based off of what you were saying in the chat, I definitely thought this guy knows how Tesla and Spy moves really well. <laughs> Spy, not so much, because after Spy really started to, like, get away from Apple, I was, like, because you saw, like, Apple kind of go green and then spy be red and i was like this makes no mm-hmm. sense because it's been- yeah this last week was yeah. weird for that and it's supposed to be all the indexes like all together connected right now yeah it's crazy and so i guess i guess i just knew how to trade tesla and maybe i should have just stuck to day trading tesla for weeks and weeks but i i feel i feel a bit safer getting away from options just because of the massive amount of risk that you take because the issue with options for me as I've started to like understand it a bit more is that you can lose like so let's say I put in $700 into a contract okay 
either A, I get a 100% increase, or B, it just gets absolutely annihilated and goes down 90% after it's, you know, traded sideways for like a week or something. Like, options, I just, I guess I'd have, I don't really like the risk to reward as much as I thought I did. And I, it, it can be great for a small account, but it's also extremely, it can be extremely detrimental too as well. Just because yeah. the... Yeah, I think... No, go ahead. I think it's good for small accounts. But like when you get started, like if you actually want to make a decent amount of money, because if you're going to go and play shares with $500, if you, if you are impatient, you are going to get very tired <laughs> Of making a few dollars every day. Oh yeah, with your for sure. $500 account. Oh yeah. Trading and equity like, with a smaller account really has restrictions compared to just options trading. Oh, yeah. Exactly. The beauty yeah. of it too. Yeah, it helps. And like, let's say your small cap is gonna knife and you're gonna lose $50, but then every winning trade you make, you make like 10 bucks. I don't know. That would be kind of hard on the mental. Definitely. For me. Yeah, and I think. With the smaller accounts, uh, as I said, just because essentially, you know, options, you are leveraging yourself in a position. But instead of leveraging to where, like, you would be down 50%, you can lose it all. Like, you can just lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I... Th and that's why, like, small caps, I would... If I have a bigger account, like, in the future, if I have, like, a huge account, I'm definitely just going to play shares and small caps and... Options will always be like the same size bets that I'm making right now, or same size trades. I don't want to go super heavy into that well, unless I'm like mega rich. Like if I'm multi million. Well, see, you say that doesn't give a crap. You say that magic. You like, oh yeah, I'll play it if I have a bigger account. But every like massive small cap trader I have like heard talk or read up a bit about they all start with like 800 to like a thousand dollars or they start with like 50,000 because it's like okay this will be easy I have a big account I'll be able to compound these gains and then they just get annihilated down to like less than a grand and then they rebuild it there and now they're multi-millions so I guess it really just comes down to whatever you feel comfortable with if you're if you're comfortable playing options with like a thousand dollar account okay that's great trade what works for you but for me i think more or less is i'm just taking a bit less risk off of me um with the small account as i said i don't like the idea that like i can just lose like 50 percent just in like an hour when in most of these small caps if you have stop losses you'll be you know as long as the stop loss gets hit you'll maybe only lose like 10 percent so i guess for me it's relearning how to just do consistent base hits instead of just being super aggressive with options, you know, the entire time. Going into, you know, the market opening, you can't go in with that mentality thinking that you're only going to get hit home runs, you know. That's just not a realistic, I guess, way to go about trading. Because when it comes down to it, you know, there's so many different factors that can prohibit you from doing that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And one of those things is, Diamond hands. <laughs> Diamond hands. It's, oh, it's basically holding and hoping for a home run. So you might be up on your position, but with diamond hands, the next day you're in the red. And, like, I've known people who only go for home runs. And so it's not the way you want to... It's not the way you want to be if you want to be here for long. Yeah. 
for sure. Yeah. So granted, you, you, all the people that diamond handed GME or AMC, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that worked out for them. What diamond like, handing it like five hundred a share? Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a different. Well, if they bought, if they bought it five hundred, I don't know about that, but like just through the whole mess, I'm just, I'm just surprised that GME is still as high as it is. Yeah. Shout out yeah, to Clove too. and it's just. Holders. In all honesty, clove. It's just like this whole GME thing. I think it's like the whole diamond hands, whole GME. It's gonna be a very bad thing for everyone who who caught that move, like in the future, because they're it's gonna just... like the inexperienced people who just bought GameStop because they heard about it or anything like that. They're gonna expect everything to go like that. Like, obviously, want to hold your investments, but. Is GameStop really an investment? And like a lot of people, a lot of other influencers or whatever on the internet, they'll talk about, oh, I'm investing in GameStop or AMC. Yeah, no, that is but not it. In a... reality, you're just in reality, trading they have it. no idea what that means. Yeah, they have no idea like what yeah. they're holding. Yeah, the, the the message behind it is something that's like completely uncomprehendable to them. All right, well, I will say this: uh, we should definitely save that topic for an episode on its own because i feel like for sure because it, it, we're almost to that hour You're mark right. and i think that we could definitely talk about that for another 30 plus minutes i'm sure yeah, yeah. All right. i actually oh. i have what, what what were you what were you gonna say no go ahead i have a couple quick questions rapid fire questions that i want you guys to answer oh boy i'm ready are you ready so this one I, i'll go down the line drake magic and then harrison and then sure. if you if you want to chime in, by all means do so. Drake, do you wipe your butt standing up or sitting down? Sitting down. Sitting down. Alright. Magic? Standing up is just kinda of weird. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> sitting down. <laughs> Magic. Can I add on to that sitting afterwards? Down, sitting down. Okay, Harrison. You uh, st- halfway standing up, sitting down. Halfway, okay. Ooh, okay. Mid- midway squat. Okay. When you check how much poop is on there, is that weird or no? <laughs> uh, you have to, right? You have to check. Yeah, you have you can't to. Just, you, you can't just, you You're know. You're just going to keep wiping it until eternity. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, a, it's like a, a magic marker. It just never runs out of ink. <laughs> Some days, you know, it do be like that. Changes but, color oh, from brown to red. All right, okay. all right. Harrison, we'll start with this one for you. What's the strangest place you've ever urinated or pooped at? Um, I think the strangest place I've ever urinated at was in the what middle the of university. Oh, hold up. My mom and my little brother are yelling at each other. Hey, can you uh, stop yelling, please? <laughs> this is the one downside of living with your parents. Anyways, the weirdest place uh, I've ever pissed probably would be in a in the middle of my university in their fountain. Oh, my goodness. What the? What? That's okay. Magic, what about you? Uh... Probably just in the shower. No, okay. that's <laughs> not weird. That's, really not that's kind weird. of normal, yeah. <laughs> I, well, that I saves, haven't that done saves water, dude. I don't even know. I, I can't think of anywhere else. Okay, Drake? I was like in bushes. I wouldn't consider it weird by any means, but like in the middle of a cornfield, surrounded by other people. Uh, that's kind of, Surrounded by other people? Yeah, they weren't like <laughs> watching me do it, but like uh, there were multiple other people around me. That's a little oh, wild. Wait, I actually do have an answer. I right, imagine. I do have oh, an answer. Oh. 
When I was in first grade, I peed my pants while we were rehearsing a Christmas play. <laughs> oh, man. There you go. That must have been terrifying. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Yeah, it was, because I was trying to get the teacher's attention, but they wouldn't acknowledge me, so I just let it stream. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, last two. Tesla or NVIDIA? Magic, go. Tesla. Wait. Nope, nope, that's his answer. Nope, nope, nope. Tesla was the first one. It was your inspire. All right, Harrison, Tesla or NVIDIA? NVIDIA. Okay. Tesla. Okay, okay. Tesla. Now, last one. Uh, Actually, there might be another one after this, but... Okay, would you rather your parents have to watch you make love to someone or you have to watch your parents make love? Drake, we'll start with you. <laughs> well, just for the sheer benefit of the pleasure, I'm going to go down on somebody and have my parents watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Magic, what about you? I'm not watching them. Okay. Okay. Harrison? I'm in the same boat as everybody else. I will. All right. Wow. That was, that was a pretty unanimous answer. I think that was a pretty easy one to answer. Okay. <laughs> Uh, watch a bunch of milfs fucking you know on Pornhub, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty, I'm trying to get some of that for myself. You know? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, actually, there, this is the last one: Dark Knight trilogy or Superman movies? Who goes first? I don't know. You? I'll go. Uh, What's on Dark second? Knight trilogy? Easy. Okay, Nigel. Um, I have to go with Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, okay. I agree. Good, that was the right answers. That was yeah. the right answers. Yeah. Superman shit's too cringy. It's washed. It's overdone. Yeah, I think Dark Knight trilogy are probably the great some of the greatest movies ever made. Absolutely, for sure. All right, uh, I, do we sign off here? Mm-hmm. Do I have a signature like line I end off with? Do you? Do, do I, you? Uh, please uh, share with your friends and your family. Uh, so I can escape my parents' basement. Uh, <laughs> final message: uh, Clover Health is a real company that does real business. The short interest is still stupidly high, and that's it. That's all I gotta say. Oh man! Wow. Are we each signing off? We can. All right. Uh, everyone. Everyone oh. buy Apple. Uh, it's going to the moon. Because it literally always goes to the moon and splits every four years. So if you want to invest in anything, buy Apple. And make sure you don't fat finger your trades this week. (laughs) And we'll see you soon. Don't be silly. Wrap your willy. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Life advice. And for me, make sure to join Magic Trading and follow me on Twitter. So I could get out of my parents' house sooner. Please, we're desperate. We don't have basements here. God we're, bless. we're desperate, please. <laughs> please. I'm vying for your attention just like everyone else. Give it. <laughs> give me give me your attention. For every one follow, please. I buy one <laughs> Shiba Inu coin. <laughs> <laughs> I will write I will write your username on my arm, <laughs> take a picture and send it to you. It'll be a weekly occurrence too. <laughs> Actually, we're going to make an altcoin called Magic Coin, and we're going to ask you guys to please buy it. And then we're going to pump it on you guys and then dump it. Amen. And we'll be out of... anybody, though. Yeah, and we're not, we're not, you know, that's not the official business. It's going to the moon, and it's going to be super legit. But 
Absolutely. In the meantime, just buy it so we can get out of our parents' houses. All right, Magic. uh, Sign sign us out, Magic. All right. Thanks for watching or watching on YouTube. (laughs) And yes, this is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and whatever platforms we're on. Thanks to Anchor FM. So if you don't want to have this up on YouTube, if you don't have, you know, YouTube Premium or whatever it's called, you can always find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So Let's go. If you're, if you're listening on there, thank you for showing the support on those platforms. But anyway, that's it for episode two. We will catch you next time. Peace out. All right, bye. 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 And stop.